This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about unimportant subjects. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today we're going to talk about leap years. This is a special episode of the Irrelevant Information Podcast, the first special episode of what I hope will be many. And the reason it's special is because this week marks the one-year anniversary of when I started publishing this podcast on a semi-consistent, I only missed a handful, weekly basis. Now, it's been a good year. There's been a lot of learning, and I've been pleasantly surprised by the number of people that listen to this. To be honest, at the time I started, I thought I'd just be speaking into the void of the internet, and I'd be fine with it, but it's very cool that I'm not, and that there's actually people listening to these words right now. So first of all, thanks for listening. It means a lot that you're here, and I hope you've gotten something out of this, because I definitely have. Anyway, as this week approached, I kept on thinking about what a year is exactly. And without a doubt, one of the weirdest things about it is the concept of leap years. A leap year, also known as a bisextile year, is a calendar year containing an additional day added to keep the calendar year synchronized with the astronomical or seasonal year. The reason that we have to do this is because the calendar year, in this case speaking specifically about the Gregorian calendar, which is the calendar you and I know best and more than likely use, is actually shorter than a tropical year by approximately four hours. Now, a tropical year, also known as a solar year, is a time that the sun takes to return to the same position in the cycle of seasons as seen from the Earth. For example, the time from vernal equinox to vernal equinox, or from summer solstice to summer solstice. Now, it should also be noted that the tropical year drifts as well. The duration of a tropical year is slightly less than 365.25 days. The Gregorian reform modified the Julian calendar scheme of leap years as follows. So this is the algorithm, if you will, to understand how to get a leap year or what a leap year is. Every year that is exactly divisible by four is a leap year, except for the years that are exactly divisible by 100. These centurial years are leap years if they are exactly divisible by 400. For example, the years 1700, 1800, and 1900 are not leap years, but the years 1600 and 2000 are. So what does this mean? If every four years we're adding a day, this means that every 400 years we've added an extra three days. Therefore, to make up for this, every 400 years, or what's called a leap cycle, we drop three leap days. Meaning, every century year, or a year that's divisible by 100, that cannot be divided by 400, we get rid of the 29th of February. Making it not a leap year, making it a common year. So, again, the years 1600, 2000, and 2400 are leap years, while the years 1700, 1800, 1900, 2100, 2200, and 2300 are not leap years. Now, I know what you're thinking right now. This is all very confusing, right? It absolutely is. And all of this gets to the question of time and tracking exactly what that is. It's complicated. Physicists often describe time as, quote, what a clock measures, end quote, but I don't really like that definition. I actually really like the Oxford Dictionary definition of time. This is how they define it, quote, the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole, 
end quote. I'm going to read it again because I really think they nail it. According to the Oxford Dictionary, this is time. Quote, the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. End quote. The reason why I like this definition so much is because of the inclusion of the word indefinite. If there's one thing that this leap year, solar year breakdown should have made you aware of is that time is really kind of indefinite. There's all this drift and weirdness to account for, making us have to do weird things like every century year that's not divisible by 400, all those weird calculations. And I didn't even get into things like ephemeris days, mean solar days, SI seconds. There's so many measures of time. And even though time is used to understand so much of our world, we truly don't understand it completely. And this is where things are going to get a little bit college dorm roomy, but stick around with me. For example, what is the difference between the present, the past, and the future? Have you ever considered that at like a big picture? If energy is neither created nor destroyed, is anything ever really created or destroyed or simply rearranged? And if time is measured by the change of things, what happens if nothing ever changes? There's an idea called presentism. And presentists argue that only present objects and present experiences are real. And we recognize this in how vivid our present experiences are compared to our fuzzy memories of the past and our expectations of future experiences. So that's one way to think about time. There's another theory called growing past theory, which says that the past and the present are both real, but the future is not real because the future is only potential. So that's another way to think about time. And then there's a third theory called eternalism, which states that there are no objective differences between past, present, or future, and everything is subjective. World War II is past for us, but future for Julius Caesar. Therefore, time is just subjective. Who knows what time is, finally? We still don't know. And until we fully do, we'll continue to do weird measurements to try and understand it and our place in the universe. For me and this podcast, the measure is 48 episodes equal one year. And one year of doing this was time well spent. So thanks again for listening. That's it for this week's episode. I know it was a little shorter. Um, I just want to take this time to once again thank you all for listening and let you know that the Irrelevant Information Podcast is now officially a part of the Irrelevant Podcast Network. And there's a sister podcast to this show, and it's called Talking to Houseplants. It's very different, but you can find it wherever podcasts are available. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, all those good places. Uh, I recommend you look it up. Uh, it's a sequential show, meaning you should start from the trailer, then episode one, episode two, episode three, etc. It's very different from the show, but it's part of the network and you should check it out. If you enjoy it, please review that show, review this show. And uh, yeah, thanks again. See you guys next week. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong.